Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am Elizabeth Benton, and we have a Q&A podcast episode today, and I was calling these the random show for a while when I do a bunch of listener or reader questions at a time, and some of you emailed and were like, random? So negative. Don't call it the random show. So here's the deal. It's the random show, but we're not going to call it the random show. We will call it multitude of high quality questions that I'm going to address in a short episode. So I like to do those on the weekends because it means shorter episodes for you guys who have a lot going on and I can knock out a bunch of questions at once. So I'm going into less detail on these answers, but I've picked some pretty simple, straightforward questions today, but I think they're really great ones. And it's interesting because the first two questions I want to tackle, I've actually been getting a lot lately. And I think the reason I'm getting them is because I added in the what I ate segment at the end of each show. And so that is just people have opinions. People have opinions and that's wonderful because I have opinions and that's why I have this show to share my opinions. Um, My opinions are usually backed by research and my own experience and experience with my clients. But you know, hey, different strokes for different folks, right? So anyway, let's get started with these questions. So This first one has come in many forms, and it's related to something like, hey, Elizabeth, you're not eating enough carbs. How do you have energy? Or how do you get enough carbs in your day? So here's the deal. First and foremost, overarching my sort of big picture common sense perspective, I do what works for me. I help my clients find what works for them. I talk in general about hormonal principles for fat loss to set sort of the architecture for hormonal balance and fat loss. And then within that, you plug in foods you love that make you feel your best. So I am all about doing what works for you. I do what works for me. I help my clients do what works for them. I don't eat, I don't take what I eat and tell all my clients this is exactly what you should do. And that's why in the podcast, I'm always like, use your tracking document. That is going to find what works for you, for your body. Now, with that said, carbs are not just grains and wheat and pasta and rice and oats, right? Let's be really clear. Vegetables are carbohydrates. Fruit is a carbohydrate. So it's not like there's fat and there's protein and there's carbs and then there's fruits and vegetables. No, no, no. Fruit and vegetable is not a macronutrient, right? Fruits are carbohydrates and vegetables are carbohydrates. So when I share what I eat and somebody says, you're not eating any carbs, I'm like, did you not see that I had like seven cups of vegetables? So, you know, and I'm answering the question related to myself, but even for other people, 
Broccoli is a carbohydrate. Does it have as much carbohydrate as a bag of pretzels? No, of course not. But broccoli is not a mystery macronutrient. The macronutrient class for broccoli is carbohydrate. Same is true for Brussels sprouts or bell peppers or onions or you pick it, right? Fruits and vegetables are carbohydrates. Now, when we look back at sort of evolution, we didn't always have processed grains. We didn't always have rice. We didn't have oats. We didn't have wheat. That stuff has been relatively new to the human food supply, period. That stuff was not around when we look at our primal or paleo ancestors. It really wasn't around within really more than just the last couple hundred years, okay? So when we look at Were humans okay? Were they starving? Were they just laying around with no energy? No. In fact, there was less disease and there was, there certainly wasn't an obesity epidemic. So when we look at, well, you're not getting your 7 to 11 servings of carbohydrates a day, I would say this. I absolutely positively get 7 to 11 servings of vegetables a day. I absolutely positively do. Now, that's not to say you have to, but I do. And when we look at it and say, you need to be eating starches and grains. Says who? If that's what works for you, awesome. Fantastic. Amen. If you feel amazing, you're healthy and your weight is exactly where you want it to be, your body is exactly where you want it to be, and you love the way you look naked, go on with yourself. That's fantastic, right? But I think we fall into this very narrow scope of what a carbohydrate is. Fruit is a carb. Vegetables are a carb. And here's the other thing as far as it relates to me. I don't never eat carbohydrates. If you guys follow my Facebook feed or my Instagram feed, you'll see that I really like sweet potatoes. Sweet potato is a carbohydrate. I eat it regularly. But here's the thing. I don't feel very well when I have wheat or grains or pasta or rice or anything like that. I feel kind of puffy and bloated and lower energy and I notice a major uptick in my ener- uh, in my cravings and my hunger. So for me personally, it just works best for me to get my carbohydrates from vegetables primarily and then fruits and then some starchier vegetables like sweet potato or regular potato. Uh, And then every once in a while, I'll have a pint of ice cream. Plenty of carbs in that. And at the end of the day, it's about listening to my body. I keep a very detailed tracking document. If I feel like I'm not recovering from my workouts as quickly as I want to be, I'm going to add in more sweet potato to help with that muscle recovery. But if I feel really amazing, I'm going to dial it back and see how I feel. So there's that. Another similar question is, You can't possibly be getting enough potassium or calcium. Where are you getting that from with what you say you eat? Again, big picture here, keep your eyes on your own work. I'm not saying don't comment on what I eat. Obviously, I have a podcast where I share it, so I'm opening up for that feedback. But here's the deal. You need to be worried about how you feel. I'm going to address how I know I'm getting enough potassium and calcium, so it's not like a screw you, leave me alone. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is every body is different. Every body has different nutrient needs based on hormone balance, based on stress, based on sleep, based on body composition and activity levels and everything else. And your body has all the answers for you. That's why when I get questions like, gosh, what am I doing wrong? I feel like I'm making good choices and I'm not losing weight. My response is always, let's see your tracking document, right? Because within that, you will find what satisfies you, what makes you feel like a superhero, what makes you feel like a pile of crap. All of those things are going to let you know when your body is doing what you need and when your body is not doing what you need, right? One of my 
uh, coaching clients recently was super pumped. She shared in her document that she's had three consecutive months of normal predictable, predictable menstrual cycles. That is a huge indicator that what she is doing is bringing her body into hormone balance. And so that's just one of many ways that our bodies communicate with us. Now, with that said, this particular email that I got was like, what do you do if you don't eat any dairy? And I'm like, I do eat dairy. If you guys listen to what I eat, if you follow Instagram or Facebook, I do eat dairy. Now, most people who are staunchly paleo avoid dairy products. I think you all know, if you're regular listeners to the show, you certainly know I'm not staunchly anything other than do what works for you. Like if I have one very strong opinion, it is do what works for you. Primal, I loosely follow, but honestly, like a pint of Ben and Jerry's is not primal and I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. So I do eat dairy products on occasion. For me personally, for my body, it is really important that I choose higher quality dairy products that are hormone free because I have this history of estrogen dominance. I don't want to get dairy products that have from cows that have been treated with recombinant bovine growth hormone or RBGA. So I search for dairy products that are RBGH free and I go into this in detail on the dairy episode if you're curious about dairy and kind of what choices to make with dairy products. So when I find dairy products that are RBGH free, I will enjoy them in moderation absolutely positively. So there you go for some calcium. But here's the other thing. Many, many, many vegetables are fantastic sources of both potassium and calcium. So we have to look back on how we evolved. We evolved on fruits, vegetables, and meat, right? And really not even that many fruits because that didn't come along till later. So primarily plants and animals. And so we have to trust that our body can meet its nutrient needs through those sources. And how do you know? By paying attention to how you feel, your energy, your cravings, your hunger, your quality of sleep, your skin health, your performance, your recovery. All of those things are going to let you know what works for you in your body. If my energy starts to wane a little bit, I know I need to do something differently and I'm going to adjust accordingly. My tracking document gives me the answers that are right for my body and yours will do the same for you. All right, another question. Can I have kombucha for breakfast? Is that a fat loss friendly choice? I sent this response directly via voice note to this individual, but I think it's a great question that I wanted to address here. When it comes to is something fat loss friendly or not, we have to remember that it's relative. It's absolutely relative. And the example I often use is when I was 300, pushing 350 pounds, I was having Chick-fil-A for breakfast, going through the Chick-fil-A drive through most mornings. And I would get a chicken biscuit and I'd get chicken minis and I'd get hash browns and a Diet Coke. Obviously, any I could have switched to a bowl of oatmeal with fruit and that would have marked an improvement. Is that the perfect fat loss breakfast? No, it's not actually. But it represented a significant improvement from what I was currently doing. So for some people, kombucha is going to represent a significant improvement from what they're currently doing and therefore that makes it fat loss friendly for them. Okay, because it is going to support blood sugar stability and insulin release relative to whatever they were having before. So if they were having a bowl of raisin bran before or a bagel with cream cheese or a donut or whatever, that is a very different situation than somebody who has been very, very strictly 
protein and fat for a very long time. So it's relative to the spectrum. The answer is for some people, yes, it's fat loss friendly and for other people, no. Now looking at kombucha directly in and of itself, kombucha is a fermented drink that's often a good source of probiotics. Some brands of kombucha and some flavors of kombucha have a lot of sugar. Some brands or flavors of kombucha have very, very little sugar. And you might even be able to find some that have none depending on where you live. So that in and of itself is a spectrum. If you're going to choose kombucha for breakfast, right, look first at does this represent an improvement from where I'm starting? We don't have to be perfect. We just have to make progress and progress generates results. Perfection oftentimes generates burnout. So first look, does this represent an improvement for me? And then second, look at the sugar content and be moving down the spectrum towards less sugar, especially in the morning. All right, the next question was, I recently got a Fitbit and I found, that's an activity tracker for those of you who aren't, you know, into the wearable technology stuff. I recently got a Fitbit and realized that I'm not coming anywhere close to 10,000 steps a day. Is that impairing my fat loss? And given the choice, is it better to walk or go to the gym for a workout? Here's the deal. 10,000 is a totally random number. There is absolutely nothing magical about the number 10,000. It's just a good round number to encourage people to strive for more movement. As far as is 10,000 steps a day good for fat loss, movement is good for fat loss because the more you move, whether it's walking, whether it's skipping, whether it's standing up at your desk instead of sitting down, or it's hitting the gym really hard, The more you move, the more energy your body requires, okay? When your body requires more energy, it has to have more fuel. Either it is going to get that fuel from the food that you eat, or when that is not available, it is going to tap into your stored body fat. So the more energy your body needs, the more likely you are to burn stored body fat. So yeah, absolutely, walking can help to uh, stimulate fat loss. However, there is nothing magical about 10,000 steps a day. And it goes back to what we were talking about with breakfast. It is a spectrum, right? So if you're currently, if you're you're this individual with a Fitbit and you found, gosh, I'm really only hitting like 2,000, 2,500 steps a day, don't kill yourself to go for 10,000, right? It's about progress. If you can increase your steps by 250 steps the next day, that's awesome. And then the next day, try and hit that. Try and hit that target again and maintain it for a little while. And then when that's your new normal, up it again. So it's all about progress. Your body responds to progress. Whether it's a little bit more energy that your body needs or a lot more energy, you're still going to generate results. So it's really not about this magic number of 10,000. Some people, their baseline might be 10,000. Maybe they're a construction worker and they're really overweight and they're getting 10,000 steps a day. That's not magical for weight loss, but it is about pushing yourself, doing a little bit more, increasing your body's energy levels. As far as whether if you have a limited amount of time, whether you're better off walking or you're better off hitting the gym, here's my thought on that. What are you most likely to continue doing? What do you enjoy more? And what are you more likely to be able to create as a habit? If I say, oh, you're going to get more bang for your buck if you go to the gym. So you say, screw the walking. It's really not helping that much. I'm going to go to the gym. But then you never get there or you only get there twice a month. That really doesn't do any good. But if you say, I can go for a five-minute walk every day, then whatever you're most likely to do consistently is where you're going to get the biggest results. If you know that you've set this goal every single year for the last 10 years to go to the gym three times a week and your lifestyle doesn't allow for that, then don't set that up as your goal starting out. Set your goal to just walk five minutes. 
I've done an entire episode on leisure walking and why it is so great for fat loss, but I've also done two different episodes on the most efficient exercises for fat loss in terms of gym time or working out at home, going beyond leisure walking. But at the end of the day, what are you most likely to keep doing? Because results come from consistency first and foremost. All right, the next question was, I wanted to try Bulletproof Coffee, but before buying the ingredients, I went to a coffee shop in Santa Monica and bought a cup of Bulletproof Coffee. There are some coffee shops in areas of the country that will make Bulletproof Coffee, not all of them, but uh, especially uh, on the West Coast. Anyway, she says, I went to a coffee shop and ordered Bulletproof Coffee, and now I feel like I've taken an Adderall or something. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not hungry. I'm jittery. Did I do something wrong? Here's the deal. The standard way that if you walk in and order Bulletproof coffee somewhere, it's usually going to be two tablespoons of butter and two tablespoons of oil. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about with Bulletproof coffee, I've done a couple of episodes on it. So definitely check those out first. You can just search Bulletproof on primalpotential.com and a ton of stuff is going to pop up for you. But here's the deal. Ease in because it is a significant amount of fat. It is a significant amount of energy. Chances are if you've never had it before and you go full bore into it with two tablespoons of oil and two tablespoons of butter, you're either going to feel like you've taken an Adderall and you're going to be like a chainsaw through butter buzzing off the walls, right? Or you're going to have diarrhea, period. End of story because you've introduced a lot of fat in a liquid form and you're not used to it. So I really encourage everybody to ease in. Just because people say, oh, I make my Bulletproof coffee with two tablespoons of this and two tablespoons of that. It's like there's no standard recipe for how people take cream and sugar in their coffee. Some people like it black. Some people like a splash of cream. Some people like half cream, half coffee. It's very individual. So start small. See how your body reacts. See what taste profile you prefer and go from there. So I always recommend starting with no more than one tablespoon of butter, one tablespoon of oil and see how you feel adjust from there. And I can't talk about Bulletproof Coffee without very, very strongly saying it's not a magic unicorn. There's no such thing as a magic unicorn. There's nothing magical about Bulletproof Coffee. If you love coffee and you love Bulletproof Coffee, awesome. If it's working for you, do it. If you hate coffee or it doesn't satisfy you or you just don't get it, don't do it. There's nothing magical about it. And I've talked about that ad nauseum on a bunch of other podcasts, so we won't spend too much time on that here. All right, last question we're going to tackle today. How do you, me, Elizabeth, structure your workouts? I've talked about this uh, on a couple episodes, one with Sean Stevenson from the Model Health Show and one from my own personal trainer, Nathan Kyle, Um, and we talked about how we structure my workouts. I'll link to those two episodes in the show notes over at primalpotential.com. But in short, this is how I structure my workouts, and I tend to do this style that I'm about to explain to you five days a week which I know might be a lot. Don't worry, I lost the first 50 pounds without ever setting foot in a gym. So if you're not into the gym, don't sweat it. 90% or more of your results come from what you put in your mouth. So do not feel pressure to get into working out if you're not there yet. It's totally okay. Remember, it's about progress and 90% or more of your results come from nutrition. So tackle that rock first. But to answer this question, which I'm happy to do because many people are working out or want to start working out, I start my workout with a basic strength movement. So most of the time, that is either back squat, front squat, deadlift, or shoulder press. Every once in a while, it's bench press, but not very often. So starting out my workout is usually shoulder press, front squat, back squat, or deadlift, okay? 
I don't usually do max lifts. Like I'm not trying to go as heavy as possible because I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody, but I do go heavy. And what I mean by heavy is I'm not going to pull a weight that I could do more than 10 reps of and not break form, not have to have sloppy form or really, really struggle. So I want the weight to be hard and hard is either it's going to be really hard at five reps or it's going to be really hard at eight reps. So sometimes I'll go a little bit lighter and do eight reps and sometimes I'll go a little bit heavier and do sets of five reps. So usually Usually I'm going to do four to five sets of anywhere between five and eight reps, depending on if it's a heavier day or a lighter day. So I'm going to spend the first probably 20 minutes of my workout doing that basic strength movement, very traditional, right? Set, do a set of, of five to eight, rest for a minute, do another set, rest for a minute, do that for four or five sets. Then I'll take a rest for three to five minutes, kind of depending on what I did or how much time I have. And then I move into some kind of short duration, high intensity workout. Sometimes it is intervals. Sometimes it is not intervals. It's just go all out as fast as you can, as hard as you can. And again, I want to say the first 50 pounds of my weight loss, I wasn't doing any of this. So if you're feeling intimidated, don't just you can turn me off right now. Don't let this intimidate you. All right. So when I talk about doing this high intensity stuff, it's usually a combination of body weight movements like, say, box jumps or step ups or burpees uh, with some weighted movements like kettlebell swings and things like that. So these this part of my workout is usually between eight minutes and 20 minutes, but it's pretty high intensity as in I kind of want to die a little bit. Sometimes I really, really want to die. Sometimes I just want to throw up out the back door. But, you know, that's kind of <laughs> what it is. That's how I structure my workouts. And then I try to do as much walking as possible, either walking on a treadmill desk while I'm working or just going for a leisurely walk. And as I say all the time, this is not tracksuit, hopping, puffing, arm swinging walk. It's like a stroll. So that is how I structure my workouts. Those are the questions I wanted to cover today, but I really, really, really want to say this. What do you want me to talk about? What questions do you have? What do you want to know about? What can I help you with? Where are you struggling? Please, I want this podcast to be so freaking valuable for you that this is this is where you go when you have questions. If I don't know the answer, I will find experts who have the answers. So please go over to primalpotential.com. Take just a second to get on the VIP email list so that you have direct access to my inbox. And then let me know what information I can give to you. I really, really, really want to help you. Okay, so do that, please. I want to know what you want to hear about, what you need to know, what you need help with. Real quick, what I ate yesterday. (laughs) Kind of funny after talking about it so long uh, earlier in this episode, but... Uh, In the morning, I had some leftover almonds, and if there are almonds around, I can't say no. I always say yes. Uh, So I had a handful of almonds with my coffee black. After my workout, I had uh, bacon-wrapped avocado. I was inspired by uh, the ketogenic cookbook by Jimmy Moore and did some bacon-wrapped avocado. And alongside that, I had a plate of cabbage that I sautéed with butter. 
For dinner, I had a lettuce wrap with turkey and avocado and some other veggies in there. And then later in the day, oh, here we go, my dairy. I had some hormone-free Greek yogurt with a little bit of cacao powder in there because I wanted something sweet and I was still pretty hungry. So that's what I ate. Please, please, please email me. Tell me what you want to hear about. Tell me what you're struggling with, what you need to know, and I will help. So anyway, that is that. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode. I can't wait. We'll see you then. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.